All right, hello and welcome to the, what edition is this? 12. 12, 12 I think. I'm your host, Chris. Yeah, I'm your co-host, Chris. And um, today we're going to talk about a few topics. So yeah, we've been away for a while, like, well, two, almost three months, and... Um, a lot's happened. A lot has happened, yeah. So um, I think first... We're going to talk about uh, Black Lightning's new superhero show to CW. Then, of course, we have to talk about Black Panther, being that we're a Black Nerd podcast. It's a shame it's taking so long to get around to it. I did a personal review on my YouTube channel, but we will talk about Black Panther. And then, finally, we'll talk about our hopes for Avengers Infinity War, which comes out in less than three weeks now. Yes, I have speculation. So, we are, um, yeah, I'm really excited, so we can go ahead. So um, My hopes and dreams are in that movie. So, Black Lightning, um, Chris, do you, do you want to start, or do you have any thoughts you want to get off about it? or? Yeah, so there, there are a few things that um, I, I want to talk about that Black Lightning has shown, which I thought was excellent. Um, a lot of it has surrounded Jennifer, um, being, uh, she's 17 or 16, 17, 16, that age. 17. Um, so, she, the first thing I want to talk about is when, like, some of those girls that were bullying her and then uh, Khalid, I believe is his name. Khalil. Khalil co-signed. Chuck Clayton from Riverdale. Yeah, he co-signed the uh, bullying of like her being white and things like that. And I think it um, Jefferson handled it fantastically when he was just saying, you know, like being black is everything under the sun and the crabs in the barrel mentality and things like that. And I feel like that's not talked enough about especially with you know blacks in nerd culture, blacks in golf culture, blacks in geek culture, blacks in everything Talk that rock, isn't yeah. right. That isn't you know stereotypically you know athletic, um, hood, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean you know I, one thing because I, I went in a black lightning like cautiously optimistic. You know my fear was that okay, well we had Luke Cage. Is it going to be too similar to Luke Cage? Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want it to seem like, oh, God, people are going to look at this and it's going to be a Luke Cage knockoff. It's not for a variety of reasons. You know, I mean, one thing I like about it is that you have a nice black TV family, mm-hmm. you know, and this show more than being like the black superhero show, it really is a family show. Mm-hmm. And that's what sets it apart from pretty much everything, you know, pretty much all the DC and Marvel TV shows is that this is a show you know, about a family, mm-hmm. you know, this, this guy has this, this guy, you know, he's older. He's, you know, Jefferson's probably, what, his 50s? Late 40s, if not 50s. Crest well, Williams is in his 50s, I think, the yeah, actor. Yeah, and um, Anissa is at least in her early 20s. She's like our age. She's like 24, 25. Right, so that could put, her, you know, them in their mid-40s up into their... Early 50s, right. yeah. So, you know, the main character, I mean, he's grown. He's not like, oh, the superhero. He's unsure of himself, doesn't right. know what he wants to do. Like he knows who he is. Them, yeah. And a lot of the show is him dealing with his ex-wife, which, I mean, they're going to get back together, and his daughters. And, you know, it's almost like the black version of The Incredibles. Like, yes. That, that is the best way I can describe Black Lightning as a show. And, you know, I'm shocked that this show is on the CW. You know, this is something that I you would imagine seeing, like, on Netflix or HBO or something like that. Well, it's interesting because Fox was supposed to have... Fox had it. And they passed it, yeah. They passed on it, and then it went to the CW. Yeah. Greg, Greg Berlanti is like, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, all right, sure. 
Yeah, so I mean, I think that's interesting. So you can see that sort of the cheesiness of the CW hasn't really seeped too much Seep into too, it. No, um, no, it hasn't. I mean, it for the most part, it's pretty grounded. I mean, there is some like kind of sci-fi no conspiracy type stuff. No spoilers, but you. You, you kind of feel like, okay, this is something that actually could have happened. Right. And they do, even the fictional sci-fi stuff, they connect connect it to, like, things that happen in real life. Mm-hmm. Like the, um... Well, Tuskegee experiments and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which it, that isn't a huge. I'm not. I'm not really giving anything away with that, but like the idea behind Tuskegee experiments is presented in this show with like a superhero edge, and you're kind of mm-hmm. like, that's really interesting. Well, right. well, you know what? I I wouldn't be surprised that the government or you know whoever did whatever like that makes sense. Or some private entity. Um, I think another thing that the show has done well is you see the. Um, juxtaposition between Anissa and Jennifer when they got their powers. Anissa was so for that she she's the protector. She was yeah. like, this is Anissa, help me she's be a, a social justice protector. warlier type. So as soon as right. she gets her powers, she's running out and punching folks and, you know, fighting drug dealers and Protecting whatnot. Protecting women. Um and then Jennifer when she gets her power, she freaks out. She is she is like afraid. She's like, I don't want to do this. She's like, I just want to be a kid. Right. I don't want to be a freak. And I think one of the more powerful moments was when she, you know, she was just like, Will I be able to have kids? kids. And then Lynn is just like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like I don't know if I don't know if you've seen like there's a meme. There, I don't know if it's like a Vine or, or like Snapchat or something. There's a meme where there, there's like a black, like it's, it's like a skinny black guy who's got a bunch of tattoos, and he's mm. just kind of like, like he just like, like oh, it's like the, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. like the awkward like mm-hmm. I don't like when you don't have a good answer when someone has a question or like when someone calls you out on something, you're just like. Yeah. You know, because like I saw a lot of people were just like, "Well, Jefferson had them, so obviously." And I was like, "Well, it's different because she's a woman. She she's the one that bears the child. You don't know how that messed around with anything." Yeah, you have no idea, and you so. I and mean, she's the second generation, and you know, I mean, as far as a representation thing, I mean, as far as representation of in like superhero media, you know, you've got three black women. You know, who are main characters on a single show, and they're all distinctly different. They all have their own arcs. They all have their own, you know, wants and needs and agency and whatnot. And that's just not something you see in, you know, in a lot of shows, like, period. Right. Because they're all, you know, Lynn, Anissa, and Jennifer, they're all different. Mm -hmm. And they're not the carbon, you know, cookie cutter sheets that, you know, you get of these you know, one-dimensional female characters that you get on different CW shows, movies, you name it. They all are their own person. Yeah, and even, like, um, so the main character, Jefferson, he has a guy who helps him out named Gamby, who's, like, mm-hmm. his tech support, you know, type person. And even he, he, he's, you know, some people have compared him to Alfred, but he's still... He's still a little different because right. no no spoilers, but I'll put it this way: he gets his hands dirty a lot more than I think Alfred would yeah. in the Batman comics. Like mm-hmm. Alfred will occasionally have to go out in the field and like sometimes he'd like wear a Batman suit to like help Bruce hide his identity or something. Mm-hmm. But Gamby is out here. I mean, he poisons people and he has no qualms about like knocking people upside the head. I'm like, okay. And he's he's a tech guy, but he's not like the tech people in all the other CW shows where he's making a pop culture reference every five seconds or and making jokes and being super quirky. You know, it, 
what I'm trying to say is that Black Lightning is not following a lot of the typical CW tropes. Yeah, a lot of the superhero tropes. Superhero yeah. tropes, period. Yeah. Yeah. So. There is no Felicity equivalent. Uh, thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think, so something interesting that uh, happened like last week or two weeks ago was Stephen Mel said, oh, the crossover's coming. And I'm just like, mm, mm. I don't want that. Well, the, I, the thing is like, I, I have a feeling they are going to do some sort of crossover at some point. I mean, spoilers isn't a real spoiler. All the shows, including Black Lightning, got reviewed for new, renewed for new seasons, which... I'm not shocked, especially because the CW, they're going to start doing more um, original programming on Sunday nights now. Right. So I'm not shocked, but I'm afraid of... You're just hitting with all these like electrical puns. Grounded, shocked. You know, I've been doing some writing lately. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was like, well, I've kind of been job hunting and I've had to kind of beef up some of my writing experience. So I've been doing some writing and blogging recently. Sorry, it's been a while, but no, um... I, you know, Black Lightning is so good right now, and he's just kind of off doing his own thing. And the other CW shows, you know, even Legends have their highs and lows. And I'm like, God, I really don't want them to bring, like, their, I don't want, like, Barry's nonsense to, like, come into Black Lightning and just, you know. But, like, none of the shows really fit the, 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 the situation that Black Lightning has. Black Lightning is this is his area, this is his hood, this is this is what makes sense. Um, you have the Flash where you're dealing with you know real not real world ramifications, but like in, it's not contained to just his city. Yeah, you know when you have Zoom or or Eobar Thawne or Savitar, which are all speedsters, which is, yes, yeah. his area. Oliver doesn't really make sense there. Black Lightning doesn't really make sense there. Supergirl does because she's fast. Um, and most of the legends don't make sense there. But then when you have Oliver, if he, this was Oliver season one mm-hmm. or Oliver season two, yeah, Black Lightning could have fit there. If this was comic book Oliver Queen, it would have made a lot more sense. Right. Because comic book Oliver Queen is a social justice warrior. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but like... For for the shows, I would just be worried about like how how would the how could they do it and make it feel you know for lack of a better word organic. Right, and the thing is, Stephen, I mean, so Stephen Amell, so Green Arrow has really no way of getting there. Barry does. Yeah. Barry's the only Barry one. Barry is really the link, the world. you know. Now, what's interesting is that in the comics, Black Lightning actually has a uh, connection to Superman. Right. Because isn't his city? A part of Metropolis. Yes. It's like the hood of Metropolis that Superman never goes to. Right. That's exactly what it is. And so, and that's interesting that you bring that up because I don't know if you've been reading Justice League these past few issues. One of the things they've been dealing with is fallout of Justice League's public perception yeah. with the people, which people are all harping about. You know, Man of Steel was so unrealistic. People would love Superman. Right. Um, but story for another day but one of the things that they just did and I think it was two issues ago mm-hmm. was that they went into the hood and um, they were like rescuing and people and while this like the crowd is watching it's a crowd of all like blacks and minorities of like in the area and they're like you're out there saving the rich white people and then you're leaving you're not helping us that's the whole issue and then um 
in like later on in that issue there in Africa, and then Flash is just like, uh, maybe we, Cyborg, you got to get down here. Maybe we should have brought Vixen. She's in Africa. She's from <laughs> Africa. Maybe she can help with like the, the cultural differences and things like that. And Flash is like, when did I become that guy? And it, it's just like you're seeing this whole bridge of um, dealing with these these cultural differences between people that superheroes don't really get into unless they're that culture. Yeah. Yeah, no, I it's definitely Yeah, yeah. So I mean as far as crossovers, I don't I can only see Anissa going, to be completely honest. Yeah you know, I hate to say it, I feel like Jefferson would get along with like Joe West. Yeah. He he would. <laughs> or I'm... Joe West, yeah. Joe goes on a dude, Joe goes on a he goes Joe goes on a road trip. <laughs> Could you imagine like like promoting that crossover? Joe West and Jefferson Pierce go on a road trip across America. <laughs> Like, you know, because, yeah, I just, if they were going to do a crossover, I would be worried that it would feel, like, super, super just, like, I don't know. I, it, I don't know. I just, I, I can't see how they how they would do it, in my opinion. Yeah, unless you did a, like, oh, Green Arrow exists in this universe, which is fine, you could do that, and then bring Stephen Amell that way. That's fine if you want to do that. But the Stephen Amell, granted, I have only watched maybe like three episodes of Arrow this season. But at least Arrow of season You're five. You're not missing much. Huh? You're not missing much. Oh, yeah, well. Uh, at least the Arrow of season five the does Zone. not fit. Yeah, I heard her, Anissa, and Roy went to go destroy Lazarus Pits. Yep. I read that. I was like, Never going to see her again. That's disappointing. Um, but I think that the whole thing is that he doesn't fit in that in that world. Yeah. Barry definitely doesn't fit. Yeah. Um so you just have that I guess I don't I don't know. I yeah, I don't I don't know how they would do it, but luckily I'm not writing the shows. That's for uh, them to figure out. Yep, their problem. So, um, I mean, any last thoughts on Black Lightning? Um, the, I like the villains. Yeah, the villains are. Have, Tobias have well. Whale is the main villain, but there are some other villains that pop up as well. La-la. So many that I feel like there's only two episodes left. They're not going to wrap this all up in two episodes. No, so I feel. So if you. Saw the, the preview for next mm-hmm. week's episode. You see how, or what it looked like was, you know, Lala and Tobias confront each other. Um, so you'll have that come to a head. Um, and Tobias and Black Lightning will come to a head in the finale. Yeah. But I feel like Lala's going to escape and they're actually going to, like, flesh out his cotton yeah. version of that type of villain. This, the gangster... Who I heard is he? There's a villain called the Tattooed Man. Is that who he's supposed to be? I think so. Okay, yeah, because like there's a lot that hasn't been explained. There's a lot more that we need to know, especially like there's like this whole like government conspiracy. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of that's going to be season two, right? Like I feel like the the show kind of has a lot of a lot of, has a lot of plot threads. Only two episodes left, so another thing that's different than other shows. You know, each of the other CW shows, they have one villain a season or one sort of conflict. Mm-hmm. I feel like Black Lightning, and partially because only has 13 episodes, I feel like a lot of what's happening now is going to bleed over in the next season. Right. Um, unless, you know, like you have the, oh, this is the villain, and then psych, pull the rug out from your last few episodes. This is the true villain. Like, yeah. Yeah. And there are, and, and no spoilers. Shout there, out there to are, Arrow Season 6. Yeah, there are a couple twists um, with the villains as well. So, I mean, I 
I can't. I can. I recommend Black Lightning to anyone who just wants, you know, a good superhero show. And you know, it, it, the show is very culturally black, but there, there's stuff in there I think everyone could, could can enjoy. There is a huge, you know, sort of family theme, and you know, even a theme of like mentoring the young and mm. dealing with that kind of stuff. I think is I think is really good. You know, representation. You've got. Multiple black women on the show. Mm-hmm. One is um one is gay, so you know that is also, you know that's also there though they don't. They haven't they haven't touched they on haven't that touched on it too since much the second or third episode. Since but that's because Grace hasn't been there. Yeah, so I mean yeah, but hey, it is there. Um, and then I think they'll touch on that more because Grace Choi has superpowers yeah. in the comics. I guarantee she'll get them eventually. Yeah. Hey, if you're hey, if you want to see stuff, hey, tweet the writers. Yeah. Hey, why aren't you guys doing this? But it, I'm happy it's renewed, so they they're gonna have time. I'm a little worried with them if they get a full season as opposed to a half season, they'll run into some of the other problems that the other shows have had. Where you start getting like filler episodes, or you, you, you not even filler episodes themselves, but you start getting the the plot, the writing gets worse because they're spreading stuff out. Right, but at least they haven't fallen into the 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 trap that happened for Luke Cage in the last half of the season. Like the first six episodes were fantastic, and the last six episodes were eh. Eh, yeah. But here, like it's been it's been a steady ride. Steadily, steadily, going yeah, yeah. I would say it has been a steady ride. Yeah, I mean, because like when I think of shows like like for instance like Riverdale, it's not a superhero show, but it's on the CW. Riverdale had a half. Riverdale had a half season, and for season one, the season two got a full season. Season two to me is just all over the place. Yeah, because like because like season one, I felt like was just a steady. All right, well we have these characters have their arcs and they're like a murder mystery and all right, hey this is this is okay. Season two to me just feels like a random where like every episode characters act completely different. A character will go from being like completely dark to being like nice and friendly next. It's like what is. Right, like, they're, they're, they have so many plot threads, and like, so then you have someone do ex- something extremely smart one episode, so, and then the next episode they do something extremely stupid. And I don't want to spoil, oh, I, I don't, I don't want to go into Riverdale too much, because we've got to get to Black Panther, but like, for instance, like you have a character like Cheryl, who's supposed to be like, you know, the cold, queen bee, cold and in charge, and then she goes from that to being like, like a sad little girl, like it's just like... It's just like I don't under or like she'll have like a power dynamic with her mom, where it's clear that like Cheryl has control over her mom in some way, mm-hmm. and then they change it, and then the mom does something. Oh, okay, so the mom has control over her. Like it's just it feels to me very just inconsistent, mm-hmm. and I'm and hopefully something like that does not happen to Black Lightning. That is that is my only fear. So um, yeah, do you have any other closing thoughts? I'm about done. No, so we'll we'll see how it ends. Um, Only two more episodes, right? So I, I'm I'm gonna say so. We're probably oh the music is good. Yeah. Oh yeah, the music is always on point with that. Um, a lot of cultural references to many different things. Um, hopefully, we'll do when we do the you know CW Arrowverse wrap up. That'll probably be next podcast. Cause it might be the podcast after next because. We might have to do a whole podcast on Infinity War. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how. We'll see what happens. Unless it disappoints me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, all right, so Black Panther. All right, so if you didn't know, it's been two months. Um, movie came out called Black Panther. Spoiler warning, except it's been two months. We're not gonna we're we're gonna spoil that final yeah, movie. It's been two months. Every everyone's seen, even Chadwick Boseman spo- he spoiled night. it on SNL last night. Why like it Black? It's been out two months. So um, you don't know now. You it's know. been breaking all sorts of records. Just past Titanic as in, what one of the highest grossing movies of all times in the in the U.S. highest domestic um, box office. But that's not adjusted for inflation. Okay. Once you adjust it for inflation, it's at thirty one or thirty two. Well, that's you know whatever. Yeah, but Star Wars is still number one. Yeah, well, I mean to, to be fair though, size. back in the day there were less movies. Right. You know, Gone with the Wind is still number one overall. Yeah, I mean, adjusted for inflation, it's made well over a billion dollars. It's at one point five, I think. Yeah, so um, Saudi Arabia now. You know, it's been extremely successful, and I mean, I'm I'm trying to figure out what I can say that you know hasn't been said. Um, So Michael B. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan. Um, he does. He plays a fantastic villain mm-hmm. as in Eric Hillmonger. Um, I Some people said one of the best Marvel villains. I thought about it. He's my favorite Marvel villain mm-hmm. in the MCU, at mm-hmm. least. He's he's the best. You know, some people say, oh, what about Loki? No, Loki's not. I'm even, like, listen. He's not even a villain. Listen, listen. Point. Loki's had Loki's been in four movies, mm-hmm. and he didn't make an impression on people until his second one. He was in. Killmonger wasn't barely in Black Panther for the first half of the movie. And once he shows up, he steals the show. Mm-hmm. Everybody came out of that movie, they're like, oh, dude, Killmonger. You know, and even someone like me, you know, I wouldn't consider myself like, like before, I mean, I'd seen Michael B. Jordan and stuff. I'd seen Creed. I'd, see, I'd seen Fruitvale Station. You know, I thought it was a decent actor. But coming out of this movie, I was like, all right, Michael B. Jordan, man. Like you know, if he shows up in other movies, I'm like, okay, I like, I'll now I'll watch something if Michael B. Jordan's in it, or at least that'll factor into me watching something. I need a Michael B. Jordan, John Boyega film together. Yeah, yeah, de- definitely. That's coming. Well, you know, the John Boyega, <laughs> they're trying to get him to be a Blade. Yeah. Eh. We'll see. Nah. I, I'm I'm for it if there's you know like that Blade, Black Panther, Luke Cage. Doctor Voodoo like story arc that happened in the comics like ten years ago, and that was great. I loved it. But um, but the movie, um, so a lot of people were just like, "Where's the Soul Stone? Why is uh, you know why didn't T'Challa?" Tell it didn't need to be in that. that. It, look, look, I'm gonna be honest. Like Black Panther was our movie. <laughs> well, it didn't need. Uh, it well, didn't need it. It didn't, and, and there there was no need to like shoehorn it in there. People were like, "Oh, that's how he gets to the plane." I was just like, that sort of cuts out. Everything that well is their like religion is based off of yeah uh, well part of it is that I'm glad I want a Black Panther to be something that could stand on its own Mm -hmm. regardless of what the other Marvel movies do right because you know who knows how Infinity War is who knows how the MCU continues but you know there's going to be Black Panther sequels right um and, and you know. Like I said, Michael B. Jordan played a fantastic villain. The supporting cast in this movie was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Letitia Wright as Shiri was great. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a little sister, so the brother sister relationship she had with T'Challa I thought was fantastic. She's a tech genius. There was a lot of cool like tech things, tech things she did with the remote control cars and the kitty paws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which will reappear in uh, Infinity War. And, and those were only the prototypes. I know. 
So, I mean, that was cool. Um, Winston Duke is uh, Mbaku. Mm-hmm. Um, he got, you know, he was in the movie a ton, but he stole a lot of the scenes he was in. Right. And I commend them for taking a character like Man-Ape in the comics who... A lot of people consider him racist. You know? I mean, low key, somewhat. Low key. He like, it, and he sort of is, but also, I mean, he hasn't gotten a lot of play in the comics in the past. In the past twenty, because they're like, so. mm, the black guy in a gorilla costume. Do we really want to do that? Yeah. But the way they did it in his movie, you know, so Mbaku, they, they don't call him Man A, Man A, they call him Mbaku. Right. You know, and they I think they do, the they call him the great gorilla at one point. Because that's his tribe. But pretty much, he he leads uh, the Mountain Tribe, which is this tribe that kind of stays away from the rest of the tribe of Wakanda and kind of does their own thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, he was great. You know, he has, a, you know, his funny line in the movie where he, um, he threatens to eat... Um, Everett Agent Ross. Ross, and then he's like, "I'm kidding. We are vegetarians." Like, it was it was funny, you know. And then the Jabari tribe kind of helps out at the end, which you knew was coming when he said, "Oh, I'm not going to help you." Right. To the and you're like, "All right, well, he's got to help," you know. Right. So it can be dramatic, but yeah, and I mean, I th- that actor, it's like his first. It was like his first real movie, so I'm pretty sure you know he's going to be. You'll start seeing him more in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Hope Winston Duke is not a one-hit wonder. Right. You know, I mean, he's going to be in Infinity War at least. Right. Probably in the background somewhere. He'll probably be in, well, he'll he's up front at least in in well not up front. He's behind T'Challa, but he's at least there with Okoye. Yeah. And um, Nakia's not in it. No, Nakia's not, not in, in it. Before. Lupita Nyong'o's probably you know uh, too expensive. Uh, uh, working on the research centers. Yeah. She's she's heading up the research centers in uh, Oakland. Right. So. <laughs> Um, there's that. I think that you know one of the debates that has popped up out of this movie was was Killmonger right? You know, did Wakanda have the duty to you know go save black people all over the world? And I think what that and that's been touched on the comics a lot. And one of them, and I hadn't read this until a few weeks ago. There was a uh, in Black Panther comics, uh, the 2005-2008 run. There was a future um, scenario played out where King Solomon's frogs were talking to uh, the Watcher. Mm-hmm. And a future that played out was that um, the basically black, uh, the Wakanda, it came down to Wakanda versus the United States. United States went, took out Latveria, took out all this in this like, you know, superhero initiative. This is not. Um, Civil War thing mm-hmm. and then what happened was um, those the American Avengers came and attacked Wakanda Iron Man created like these big giant Iron Man suits as he's prone to doing except he attached himself to one of them so all the damage it received he received mm-hmm. and no one knew that then he died and so that sort of like stopped the war but Wakanda basically won and so Storm is talking to her son about this because he's just like, what What do you mean Wakanda would lose its soul if it went out and conquered the world? Like, we won, obviously, so why wouldn't we go and do that? And so what she was talking about was that if you went out in the world and you conquered everything, that you would become the very people you tried to stop. And which is like they become like new colonizers pretty much and so you heard that in the movie black supremacy (laughs) right you heard Nakia say Wakanda's spirit is strong enough to you know 
hold up against it. But the thing is, is if you have, you know, Killmonger said oppressed people, mm -hmm. but he was clearly talking about black people. Yeah. What about all the other oppressed people around the world? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it gets complicated, and there, I mean, and there are there are good like. Like, I would say, like, black leftist critiques of Black Panther, you know? And some people said, well, hey, they didn't like... Like, they, they saw Killmonger as, like, black radicalism. Mm -hmm. And they didn't like... They feel like it was bad to, like, vilify black radicalism in a movie. You know, but... You gotta... I mean, you have to acknowledge that this movie is set in a world that's different from our own. And, you know, I don't think... I think Killmonger, he was purposely meant to be sympathetic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where most audiences came out like, hey, you know, yeah, I understand why that guy did what he did. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't think the movie framed black radicalism as like, oh, this is just like, he's just evil. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think it, you know, it, 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 I mean, it's a tough question, I think, because like in real life, we don't have answers for a lot of these problems, you know? And the way they ended the movie with them opening themselves up and, you know, the Wakandan Research Center, some people are like, oh, well, that's kind of weak, like, T'Challa could do more and that kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, like, I couldn't think of any other way to end a movie, mm. you know what I mean, because than I mean, the way they did. Because, you know, and it was interesting because this person that who I was having this conversation with um, was going back and forth uh, about... Like, we were talking about the Sokovia Accords, and then we were talking about, you know, T'Challa going out and helping. And, like, uh, and we were talking about international law, and it's like, a nation, a nation state has sovereignty over its people. Mm -hmm. So, he can't just go in and help all these people without pissing off their... Well, yeah, you lead to international conflict. Right. And so, then he was just like, well, yeah, no, but these all signed the Sokovia Accords, so they all walked together. I'm like, that's just not reality. Yeah, I mean, it... It's one of those things, I mean, even like, you know, I, I, I mean, ideally, you'd want to think like, well, you know, they can do like humanitarian aid and that kind of stuff and not mm -hmm. just like wage war and kill a bunch of people. You know, Wakanda in theory could probably take in some refugees, mm -hmm. you know, especially, I mean, yeah, they could take in some refugees, but then, hey, Wakanda's only so big, you know what I mean? That's, and that's the... And that's the you know the that's an immigration issue and that kind right. of stuff. So and then you heard like oh you bring in and you bring in their issues as well. And while while yes you do that, but that yeah you know, I mean that's the critique on you know um, allowing refugees in. But it's just that it's it's not just taking people in. It's taking everybody in because mm -hmm. you take one person in. You should take somebody else in, and you keep, and that keeps going, and that keeps going, and yeah, Wakanda is a localized area. Mm -hmm. It's very small, so granted, it could grow and it could grow and everything like that, but that's not the spirit of where that character and where that country comes from, from like the comics. Mm -hmm. Even when the world knows that they have vibranium and they're this technological powerhouse, they are still secluded, and which leads to you know, in in the last iteration when Killmonger tried to invade Wakanda. He was originally backed by the US government and then um, he, you know, went off the reservation. So then if he won, then they were going to go in, unseat Killmonger, take over, create a can't remember what term they use, but pretty much just start popping up U.S. military bases in Wakanda. And then even if he won, send in the Avengers, because this was right after the uh, registration 
act and Civil War ended. And he was like, oh, go send the Avengers, unseat T'Challa, pop up U.S. military bases. Yeah. So uh, it's, I think they didn't go that route because obviously Wakanda hadn't been known yet. And so yeah. how he made Everett Ross keep it on the hush-hush by giving them Zemo. Yeah, and then some people were like, why is T'Challa friends with like a CIA agent? You know, the CIA is evil. Friendly. You know. It's more like it. They were not friends. He was friendly. Friendly. And it's like, you know, because in in real life, the CIA is responsible for doing stuff that screw black people over. Mm -hmm. You know, so, hey, you know, in my mind, I'm like, well, S.H.I.E.L.D. is gone, so they couldn't use S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. And then, you know, I mean, Everett Ross, he is from the comics. Most of the time, he's like a narrator, right? Kind of. He he is the like Wakandan liaison, like he's the, between the U.S. and Wakanda. Yeah, he's the one that knows the most information about it. So that's why he was in the movie, even though they had him work for the CIA. But then again, yeah, Shield doesn't exist. Them screwing up Shield has really him down their play. Yeah, and I mean, like, it, I mean, at least for me, Ross, a he wasn't in the movie that much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he 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 was a token in the same way that like a black character would be a token in you know some of these other movies, even some, less so. And some people were mad that he was even in the movie, and I'm just like, you know, it's like, like you know, and it's like, listen, you, I don't. Ross was fine to me. Yeah. He didn't take up space. You know, he wasn't he wasn't in the movie that much. And I mean, even in in real life, hey, if you were a leader of a country, any leader of any country. Should have CIA connections, right? You know, in theory, because you don't want America to just invade and take you over. You know what I mean, right? And then the other thing we had to look at is that um, coming from Black Panther and looking at the future of the Black Panther movies is Claw is dead. Yeah, Killmonger is dead. Granted, Killmonger gets raised from the dead, but then he gets killed again. So there's that. Yeah, uh, you have a Chebe that's out there. Who have turns Nakia in the comics? Mm-hmm. So Nakia is probably going to be a villain. At some yeah, point. If they do, yeah. If, if they want to go that if route, if they go that route. So you have those two villains, and then other than that, you have White Wolf, who was essentially morphed into Killmonger's character because White Wolf was like T'Challa's half brother. Mm-hmm. Um, what they called Bucky then, right? Right. That's what they called him at the end. That's what Shuri calls him in the comic. In the like Marvel Avengers Infinity War Prelude mm-hmm. um, called some that that was a waste of money uh, <laughs> because all it did was like it was the first one was a re- literally a recap of the end of Civil War with like five or six panels six, yeah. of yeah. what happened after well I pirated it so <laughs> yeah well then, yeah, yeah there's that and I'm so, sorry so then um, so you take that villain off the board and then you have Doom yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, for, I mean, for Black Panther or too, Namor, I, 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 I'm curious. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea what they're going to do. I have not. The thing is, I kind of have to see Infinity War to figure out like the landscape, you know, because you know, you don't all, you don't necessarily have to have a Black Panther villain in a Black Panther movie, even though they probably will do someone. They might do an amalgam of a character or something like that, you know. I, I, I'm curious. For I'm curious to see what they're going to do. They could bring Killmonger back, you know, would, zombie Killmonger. Well, I wouldn't recommend that until like three. Yeah, I know. Mbaku seems like a good guy for now. Yeah, and turning him into a villain wouldn't really 
like play well because it it, it essentially be like Wakabi fighting Black yeah. Panther at that point. Um, yeah, Wakabi. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya's characters can never make uh, good decisions. Yeah, he just does not have that spirit of discernment. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he is just. Dude, when she um when right. dude, when he who's like my love, would you kill me? And she like, she's like for Wakanda, Wakanda yeah. without question, without question. And you could tell like in the side is off topic, but you can tell in that you can tell in that moment that she was like like that is like a black mom where it's just like listen, I love you, but if you're tripping, like I'll take you out, mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you had that, and the rhino, you know, is just like ah, oh, I'm not attacking her. Yeah, the rhino's like, I ain't. This is the sorry. homie. Yeah, I know. She so. feeds me. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, th- there were so many good moments of Black Panther. You know, the pa- the Panther fight, the CGI Panther fight was weak, but I did like all the tribes fighting. Yeah, the CGI has been was a little weak in that movie, and it's been weak in the past few MCU movies. I think the car chase, the car chase was the action scene that made the movie for me, though. Yeah, that w- that was very cool. The car chase was very, very, very cool. The tribal fights were the tribal fights were good. Mm-hmm. Something different. You know, but the final Panther fight CGI, eh. Yeah. And it was like you got two guys in like darkish glowish suits, like fighting in like and a an dark railroad. You know, and I'm like, I'm like, you guys are trying to save money on the CGI. We're like, we can't make this too bright, so it looks, you know. Well, I don't know. People make this com- connection that there, you know, you have two black guys fighting over the future of, you know, like black people in an underground, underground railroad. railroad. Yeah. Um, hey, like, I mean, mm. yeah. And this, this is a movie that you can see 15 times and people analyze, like, what about this? Or, you know. You know. Um, Preachers doing messages off the movie. So, yeah. Uh, what we were talking before, what they're going to do with the sequel, I I don't know. I would think Achebe would be a good villain to go out there because Achebe is not the type of person that fights you one-on-one. He, like, manipulates people and he uses his magic to, um, you know, warp people, which is how, you know, Nakia is like becomes a villain you know he warps her and things like that so i think that would be a good one because you just have like this you know guy in the background just twisting and tormenting people and then that also brings the mystical element that exists in black panther Mm -hmm. to it and then you could even you know bring in someone like dr voodoo or you know dr strange as a consultant or something like that yeah i'm curious like um the one thing they also mention is that like Wakanda has spies in pretty much every country. Right. So I'm curious like if that could maybe be part of a sequel mm-hmm. because there were some some of the spies were loyal to Killmonger and some of them weren't. Well, so I'm curious to see if those spies are loyal to him. Did they were they like all right T'Challa or you know could there be like Killmonger loyalists or something like that? Yeah. Now so. I was wondering about that as well, whether they were loyal to Killmonger or whether they were just loyal to the throne. Yeah. Which is something you could touch on. But the other thing is, um, like, something that they never, a thread they never got to touch on because the, the, the volume ended, was that after Killmonger died, the... Um, in the last iteration that he was in, he had, like, loyal followers. Yeah. And then they just never touched on that. Because everything else happened in the Marvel comics. And, well, yeah, because I think, because I mean, that, that the idea of like a dead character having followers, I've seen it before in comic right. stuff. Because like this is random, but like Batman Beyond, remember mm-hmm. the Jokers? Yeah, there were like a bunch of like gangs that like modeled themselves after the original Joker, who was allegedly dead at that point. Mm-hmm. So like you could, I'm curious to see if. They would have if there could be like Killmonger loyalists or something like that. Yeah, well, at least in, in the comics, film. what they were p- paneling was that 
uh, one of the lines between the who would eventually became the leader of it and T'Challa was um, like T'Challa was trying to tell him like hate only brings hate you need to end the cycle of violence and uh, you know I was like you there was the man who killed my father as well and then the kid was like did you kill him and T'Challa didn't answer he's like that's what I thought yeah and so that would have been an interesting thing to play off of like hey what right do you have to say you can't I can't avenge my father's murder even though T'Challa wasn't one that killed him yeah and something like that so I mean that would have been also we never learned who's who's Killmonger's mom who knows doesn't matter I guess I guess it doesn't matter because at that point he he didn't bring her to Wakanda so she's either dead or he you know just didn't connect with her ever I don't know yeah, so I yeah, I mean, but I mean, overall, I mean, I, I think it, it's an understatement to say it's a good movie. Right, everyone's seen it. You know, most people's critiques of the movie have to do with like internal messaging, which is a lot of stuff is just up to you or that, and how you interpret it. Or that one reviewer who said he didn't like it because Black Panther didn't punch enough bad guys. I was <laughs> just like. Dude, you just want to be right, the one so, person that didn't like right, the movie, so you. I, can get I, I know someone. He's probably never gonna listen to this podcast, so it's okay. So someone I knew in college. He's kind of always been like a super conservative. I personally have always seen him as a closet racist, even though he's one of those people who claim he never was. He was texting another one of my friends and told him that he saw Black Panther and he didn't like it. And then my other friend was like, "Why?" And then he goes, "Well, I just thought the acting wasn't good." And then my other friend responds, "Did we see the same movie?" And both they're both white. He's like, "Do we? Do we see the same movie?" So I'm just sitting here like, like you can again. There's good like black critiques of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like the say like, "Oh, the acting was bad." I'm like, "Really, dog?" Have you watched some of the MCU? Really, dog? Like, and like there's some, and, like some people like you're just showing your true colors. Like if you've seen you know the Thor movies and you're like, "Oh, this is great." You like Ant Man, and then you're like, "Oh, I don't like Black Panther." It's like, really, really, Although, dog. Thor did have some of Thor and the Dark World had two of some of the best acted out MCU scenes. Ever. Which ones? When uh, when Thor gets banished, yeah, him and Anthony Hopkins, that was great. Yeah, and then when Thor's mom dies, yeah, that whole like scene, those two were great in some really crappy movies. But those stand out. Those stand out, yeah. But like, I'm the cherry on top of the poop. <laughs> you know, it, but I'm just some some people. You know, it's just oh my god. And, and like, you know, I it was kind of funny because one thing I saw was that like before the movie came out, I mean, there are some typical like racist people who were you know they were going to try to smear the movie and bash the movie mm-hmm. for whatever reason. But pretty much the reviews were unanimously like good. Mm-hmm. So like you you know Breitbart. Yeah. There, someone in Breitbart wrote this article about how Wakanda is, how T'Challa is like Trump, and Wakanda should be like, like Wakanda is like an alt right country. Yeah, I was just like, so now you got people who are like, now they know that the movie is good. They're like, okay, well, we're gonna co opt it and make it about us, mm-hmm. and it's just like, I, I'm really gonna fight you. Like, it's just why would you make, why would you say something so stupid? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, T'Challa's like Trump because he wants closed borders. No, he doesn't. He doesn't know. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't He doesn't know what he wants. And immigration is part of the, you know, conflict of the movie. Right. So it's just like, 
some 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 stuff I'm just like you guys are just just tripping right now you're reaching you're just reaching you know but yeah I mean I don't I don't know what else to say I'm you know, I'm excited to see what they'll do with the franchise next there's many I mean there's ways it could go some people want them to kill off T'Challa and Shiri can be the next Black Panther. You gotta give some time for that. Yeah. Obviously, you don't even have to kill him because he doesn't die when he abdicates the throne to her. Isn't he just injured or something? Well, like, sometimes he's injured. Sometimes he's just like, you know what? I'm old. Sure, you got this. Yeah. I've done what I came to do. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, but... not all Black Panthers die to pass the throne on. It's just like other rulers. Sometimes they're just like can't do this anymore i don't want to do this anymore i'll just be a consultant yeah but i don't know man i mean it's had a huge cultural impact like my parents loved it you know yeah i mean one thing i thought was interesting it was like a movie like for all ages people took their kids teenagers saw it people already saw it parents saw it grandparents saw it my Mm -hmm. grandma saw it everybody saw it Mm -hmm. you know and it was like one of those things like for the next month if you needed an icebreaker to talk to any black black person you knew it was like Oh, to see Black Panther? How yeah. about that Black Panther movie? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was in the barbershop and, you know, someone's just like, oh, you'll see Black Panther yet? Oh, yeah, I loved it. That, you know. So, I mean, it was cool. There were people who dressed up. And, I mean, man, it was, I hate to say it, the Black Panther was ph- phenomenon was almost as fun as the movie was. Mm-hmm. And I just hope, like I said, one thing I said in my YouTube review is that I hope Black Panther isn't like, this isn't the end. This should be the beginning. Right. I want more stuff like this to just come out mm-hmm. because now it's proved to be financially successful hey I mean come on and you got you know other minority groups you know Asian people are like oh man we want our movie now and, you know you get queer folks who are like oh when are we going to get our queer superhero and stuff like that and I'm just like hey man you know write those scripts you got ice man yeah you do write those scripts go to those producers you know say hey do we want to make <laughs> hey, can, hey we can make at least half as much as Black Panther did yeah, so, you know what I'm saying. And I think the other thing that uh, we have, like the one thing I like to do now is, uh, over the past few weeks, me and my brother have been torturing parents and like some of our older relatives that are just like, Thanos Claus is coming to town, dude. <laughs> he's gonna wipe Wakanda off the map. He's gonna pimp smack T'Challa. He's gonna pimp smack I Iron know. Man. I'm here for it. Um. Yes. You want to get an Infinity War? Yes, Infinity War. All right. So we've seen uh we've seen quite a few trailers for Infinity War now. It comes well, out and yeah. So that that's this is interesting because you know they moved up. They moved, they moved it, it up a week. Up. Right. And so normally you get three trailers for mm-hmm. a movie. You get the teaser. You get the first official one, then you get the second official one. The second official one generally comes, or, you know, besides the international trailers, the second the second last one comes out generally a month and a month and a half before the movie. Mm-hmm. We're three weeks away, and we don't have that second one yet. They've been doing a lot of little TV trailers spots. and TV spots, which I kind of hate TV spots. Like, you know, only because it's like, you're just showing me the movie right. <laughs> that I'm already going to see. Because, like, they had a TV spot for Black Panther with, like, Okoye throwing a wig, wig in the dude's face. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wish I had seen that in the theater right. and not on my phone at, like, 2 a.m. Right. You know what I mean? The one thing that they've shown so far that I wish they didn't was Gamora talking about, you know, he could wipe out half the universe with a snap of his fingers. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, granted, seeing it is going to be different. If they do it, they better do it. Um, but if, like, if no one knew that going in, and then he just, you know, like, walks up and just... 
and then you just see half the people on screen just disappear. Well, it's just like the. It, I mean, it is a issue with modern marketing where they want to show you all the cool stuff that's in it that you'll see it because you'll see it. But there's certain stuff like if you weren't spoiled, it would have more impact. Because even like even like Thor Ragnarok. Imagine if they didn't promote Hulk at all in that movie. You like in Thor Ragnarok, they're hyping up like, oh, Thor's got to fight the champion. It's like, who's it going to be? You don't know. And then the Hulk comes out, and this is a big moment. Well, you saw it in the trailer. If you weren't spoiled by that, you would have you would have you would have been much more surprised. You'd be like, oh, because the whole thing was like no one knew where Hulk was after Ultron, which is dumb. You know, so whatever. So I, I, that's why I, I'd get annoyed with TV spots. But I will say the trailers themselves have done a good spot at just hype you up for the movie and not like like one movie one movie that got a lot of shit for its trailer. I remember was um, Batman v Superman because like one of the trailers, Day. not even just Doomsday, but the trailer itself. Literally was like almost like a summary of the movie, like beat by beat, oh, uh, yeah, in like that, like five minute one. In like the order of it, everything was in order. And like in a trailer, you should not have things in order at all. You should have quotes. If people are saying stuff like voiceover, or whatever, you should have voiceover match with something that actually doesn't match up with in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, in my opinion, all the trailer needs to do is show a bunch of cool stuff to get people excited, and it should not in any way, like, give away, it should, yeah, you shouldn't give away any twist, obviously, but it shouldn't even give away like, the flow of the movie, because with this Infinity War trailer, I mean, people have pieced together what they think is gonna happen. I've done that. But nothing's confirmed, and I have my kill list ready. Yes, well, before 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 we we get get to that, before we get to the kill list, so I have three requirements from this movie. Okay. One, I need the snap in there. It's an iconic moment from in comic book history. I need that snap. Where he snaps and everybody half dies. The, half the universe just disappears. Mm-hmm. Two, I need Iron Man to get pimp smacked like nobody's business. I've already seen it in trailers, so I know it happens. Iron Man needs to die. Yes. In my opinion. That. Cap, I'm 50-50 on, but Iron Man needs to die. And three... I just need it to not be too, like, too comedic, too, too comedic. humorous. Like, granted, when characters meet and certain things happen, yes, that can be funny. But when the battle starts, nah. I need despair. <laughs> I need terror. Like, granted, that's, but ironically, that Spider-Man's thing is, regardless, he, he's humorous. But the other thing is, Spider-Man's dying. That's already been shown. Which, what do you mean? So, like, in the, the um, well, hey. Not shown. Okay, so in the D23 or the Comic-Con I mean, it's a Mike and I, trailer, sorry. <laughs> um, you saw Spider-Man, Peter Parker's mask off. He's laying on the ground. Tony's holding his hand. He's like, Tony, I'm sorry. And, you know, Tony, pull, and Tony pulls his hand up to his face. But then I saw something else, which I think I sent this to you a few weeks ago, where it was Doctor Strange and Spider-Man... Like saying, "Oh, we have to, to go, go back. back." They're not really so dead. I, I have a theory. I think, at least, if I were doing the movie, we know there's going to be an Avengers four, right? And I'm not, and I believe Ant Man the Wasp is going to take place before Infinity War. It, sh- I hope it. Does. It should, and I believe Captain Marvel's taking place in the past, right? So it's they can do place whatever. Nineties taking place in the nineties. So if I were, if I were writing this movie. I would kill off every. I you know they it used it, remember it was, it was a part one and part two before and they changed it. I don't know why they changed it. In my opinion, everybody should die in this. Mm-hmm. And then in Avengers four, you bring some people back but not everyone. Well, that's how I would do it. 
Yeah, so so I, I agree with you. The one thing that I think is different for the people that won't be dead were our um like Thor, mm-hmm. Rocket, Groot, um and obviously Captain Marvel, uh, because you know, she's um not we don't know where she is. But like, you know, unless they show up at the end in Wakanda, Thor from so, so like I guess this is my plot piece together plot line of this so we know at the end of Thor Ragnarok in the end credit scene Thor Thanos' ship came to Thor and Loki's ship and mm-hmm. Thor and Loki are looking at it Yeah, we've seen in the trailer that Loki hands over the Tesseract Loki's to dead. Thanos right. Loki's 100% been, he's dead right. he was probably doing that to save his skin he's probably dead um, Sorry. The, so, so, so at that point Thanos would already have the power stone that the Nova Corps has because you see him crushing the Tesseract, which is a space stone, the blue one, mm-hmm. and he's putting it in the gauntlet. So that means he already has a power stone. So um, so he has the power stone. That probably attracts the Guardians. The Guardians are going after him. and I think he's going to get to the Collector before they do. Because right. I think in one of the trailers, yeah, the we, Collector like beat up and you see the Guardians there. It wasn't a trailer. It was a leaked HD footage. footage. Yeah, two minutes of it. Not all the CGI stuff was there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you do see the collector beat up. You see Thanos, the CGI person's foot on the collector, and you hear Josh Brolin speaking. So um, so he's probably going to get the reality stone, but he won't have it in the stone thing. Because it's a liquid right now, which is also weird. Another, well, another thing you, you also got to remember is that they do fake shoots for trailers. Right. So they, he might have Reality Stone in that scene, and they just edit it out right. to confuse people. Right, and that that could also be very accurate as well. Because a good example is like Ragnarok. His eye. His eye. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, him losing his eye was like a spoiler. They yeah, didn't have that in the trailer at all. they didn't do all. a good job of doing that in the movie when it was just like black paint. It is like a burn. Yeah, so then, so you have that. So then um, after he takes the Space Stone from Thor... He, um, you know, he's destroyed everything. Guardians come. Thor lands on their ship. We've seen that in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, what but, happens to Valkyrie? I, yeah, that's what I wonder. So we know Thor, uh, Hulk like, gets thrown down to Earth. Yeah, well, I think one thing, yeah, Hulk is going to, he's going to get thrown down to Earth and show up in um, Doctor, Strange's Doctor Strange's Sanctum. Right. And so you have that. That'll probably be the opening scene, I would think, or maybe not. It depends. It depends on if it, they open up on a flashback, which you know it's like in there. Um, but so the, there are two things that could happen with the Soul Stone because, and I, I'll send Chris this picture. Um, but in the latest TV spot that came out yesterday, we see Thanos walking out of a portal, presumably into Wakanda, with four of the stones. He has the Space Stone, the Power Stone, the Reality Stone, and the Orange One, which is the Soul Stone, which is the only one we haven't seen. So he could have taken uh, Heimdall from the ship because it could be inside him Mm -hmm. and he could be extracting him out of it like his Black Order could be doing that. Like uh, you see Doctor Strange getting tortured probably to find where the time stone is. Mm -hmm. And so you could have that. They're like torturing him and then they succeed. So then he gets the soul stone. Um, And so you have that. So then that's how he could get four. And then when he wipes out Wakanda, he gets five and six. Then the snap. Yeah. I want the snap to end the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, one thing I've noticed is that they almost have like, like the characters are broken up to like different teams almost. Mm-hmm. Like Rocket and Groot are with Thor, and then like Cap and Black Widow, and a lot of the Avengers are with in Wakanda mm-hmm. in that Wakanda battle. And that's the Iron Man, Iron Man, Spider Man, Star Lord, Doctor Strange, Drax, Drax. It looks like they're together. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I am curious. Yeah, I was like, what happened to Valkyrie with a Korg and me? Well, yeah. The, are they going to have... I wonder if, I wonder if Korg will get a line at all. Korg does. Oh, uh, no. I hope... So, so Valkyrie's been missing. Um, I don't even... I don't know if uh, Taika Waititi was even a part of it at all. I don't know. Um, but Gamora's missing from the action of it. And so is Nebula. We've seen only a clip of Nebula and all we've seen of Gamora. Nebula's is, gonna fight Okoye in the in the um, Wakanda battle. Right. So that means she joins Thanos. Yeah. He I, might, yeah. So we don't know how that's gonna work. Yeah. I mean I think I mean for people who aren't making out of this movie Loki I think is gone for good. Hopefully. Only because they've done enough with the character him going back and forth from good and evil on top of that, you see him in that early scene, and then mm-hmm. you don't see him anywhere else. Right. I think Loki's dead. Unless he pops up somewhere. I, I'm doing my. I'm sorry. I have to do my kill predictions. Yes. Um, Nebula's dead, in my yep. opinion. Nebula's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think personally, I don't know. Personally, I think Iron Man should die. Yep. For multiple reasons. A, he started this universe. If mm-hmm. this is supposed to be a big climatic moment. How do you give it impact? You kill off the guy who started it. Mm-hmm. On top of it, Iron Man has had this arc. I don't know if it's been written super well, but since the first Avengers movie, he's always been worried about, you know, aliens coming back and invading again. Mm-hmm. It was part of it was it was a plot thread in Iron Man three where he had like PTSD, and it was the reason he created Ultron. It was right. because he was worried about stuff happening. So if you're gonna have Iron Man on this art of arc of paranoia, you know what I mean. It makes sense that you can, Thanos kills him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, even, you know, that that to me, like thematically, is how you get rid of that character. Right. You've even, you've already, I mean, he's done so much. He's even had a mentor role in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He's like a cornerstone of this universe. You kill off Iron Man, you know, you get rid of Stark. That can trickle down to other characters, you know? Right. How Spider-Man affected, how do, how do the Avengers change afterwards, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because one thing that I've noticed that the MCU likes to do is that the MCU will have, like, different hubs, and then they'll go and destroy them. So, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. was kind of a hub in, like, the earlier Marvel movies. And then Winter Soldier t- destroyed S.H.I.E.L.D. Asgard was kind of a hub in these movies. Done. Asgard's done. Uh, even the Avengers Tower. Avengers Tower. So was Stark Tower? The Stark Avengers Tower. Tower? Done. Gone. So, in my opinion, you take out Tony Stark, that is like, oh my god, you know, mm-hmm. a big deal. Um, Vision is dead. Yeah. But I do think what they could do or what I would want to see them do is that they kill off the Vision as we know him and maybe somehow... Scarlet Witch is pregnant, or she has a kid, and the, she there's like a mini vision, or like a viv vision, like he has a daughter in the comics, or something, mm-hmm. something like that. Maybe not in Avenger, not not in Infinity War, but if they do Avengers Four, I can see something like that. I can yeah. see him being reborn in another form. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is 
that I remember they were doing casting calls for Avengers 4, right? Then there was all this speculation because there was a casting call for, like, young twins. People were like, oh, Scarlet Witch and Vision had twins in the comics. It must be them. So that's the only thing that stands out in terms of that. But, yeah. I or The other thing is, um, Shuri might be trying to get Vision to live without the Mind Stone in it. So that might be a thing as well. That might Possibly. be what she's defending. But I, in my opinion, at least for the way I would do it, I think the Vision as we know him dies and we get some sort of new Vision. That's, that's fine. That That's what I would do. Because he's like the obvious one. Like, dude, he's got a stone in his head. Mm-hmm. Thanos has to get it. Right. He has to get it. Um, as far as other characters who I think, like, would it make it? Um, Star-Lord. St- uh, mm, I, see, I'm kind of weird with the Guardians, because I don't know what Guardians 3... Well, oh, wait, are we talking permanently dead or, or just dead yeah. for the movie and they're coming back. back? Well, I mean, if you're going to kill people for the movie, I mean, you kill everyone in the movie and bring them back. Like you could kill, I could see them killing off the whole Guardians team and then bring them back. Yeah. I don't know if I could see any of the Guardians permanently gone. Mm-hmm. Like, Mantis is too new. Groot, you already did that. Drax, maybe... Uh, Gamora, maybe I don't see them getting rid of Chris Pratt. I don't see him killing Gamora because that's his daughter. He actually still yeah, likes. Yeah, I, you know, Mantis is too new, mm-hmm. and she's comic really. You're not. They're not going to get really? at least only, not permanent. Only Star Lord would have that real emotional impact. Yeah, um, like of like a permanent death. Um, I don't think Thor, Rocket, and Groot are going to make it back for the battle. Yeah. I think that's why you still have Avengers Four. But the thing. And I think after we finish like this specific discussion, we should take like five minutes for our predictions for Infinity, uh, like Avengers Four, and see how like how that speculation matches up yeah. before and then after we see the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, you have so what we what we're seeing or what we think we're seeing is Thor with Rocket and Groot at the Sky Forge, mm-hmm. building Thor a new weapon. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's going to take some time and we don't know how all this timeline is going to work out with the, the course of the movie. But if they make it back in time just to see Thanos, like maybe do the snap or whatever. But in, in this one, all he wants to do, or at least what we're seeing from his perspective or what the Russo brothers have said about his motivations, all he wants to do is wipe out half the universe and that's it. Yeah. It sort of like puts a limit on what he really wants to do. Granted, it takes away that plot armor that was from the in the original Infinity Gauntlet that he was never worthy of that power. Mm-hmm. So that's why he sabotages himself. But if he, all he does is that and that's it. Like at that point, the Avengers 4 is like, oh, we got to reverse it. And that gets sort of boring because, like, all he like he's just what gonna chill with the Infinity Gauntlet, and not do anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, unless somehow someone else gets the Gauntlet or something. Right. But I don't. I I don't see. I don't. I if they're if they're gonna end the movie with the snap, I don't know what they would do with Avengers for how they would fix you know whatever happens yeah. because I know in the comics sometimes they've had like Adam Warlock. And, like, him and Thanos have a power struggle over the glove and right. that kind of stuff. And he's not in Avengers 3 and 4. He may not even be in Guardians 3. Yeah. That's what... James, James Gunn's like, oh, maybe said. we'll use him. Yeah. We'll see. Um, and so then you have the other thing is that 
I, I think when we were doing maybe one of our first or second podcasts, we were talking about the MCU. One of the things that I was hoping in Ragnarok was that Thor was, or that Thanos was already going to have the Power Stone, and then he was going to come and wipe out Ragnar, uh, wipe out Asgard, and take the Space Stone, and if Heimdall had it, the Soul Stone. Mm-hmm. And so then, by the time Infinity War rolled around, he already had three of the stones. Or maybe like if he already had the reality stone, he'd have four of the stones. So that way, he's just coming for the ones on Earth, and then you could have like them all trying to stop him from you know doing everything he he's done or something like that. But now he's collecting them in this movie, and so it just sort of leaves this un. You don't know where it's going to end and yeah. how it'll be a satisfying ending with that villain, because. Obviously, he has to be defeated either yeah. in this movie or the next. And I don't know. Yeah. I would love for Old John to re-show up and take the Infinity Gauntlet, but, you know, just to give James Spader his not be wasted. But Oh, my God. Dude, don't. Don't. We don't, don't, go we down, don't have to mention Ultron. Don't go down that rabbit hole. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, I think they're, like, I'm still really excited for the movie. I'm still worried. I still have the same reservations. Cautiously optimistic. Before. Um, I it actually has a low. It's tracking lower for uh, an opening than Black Panther. Did. I'm not shocked because the Black because the thing about Black Panther is that Black Panther got the Marvel people to see it, and you also got a lot of people who would not, you normally wouldn't go see a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you had old people. You know, you had people. People were taking their parents and grandparents who normally wouldn't be interested, mm-hmm. and it cut across like Black Panther. You had. You, you you had a lot of different groups who went to go see it for different reasons, mm-hmm. I guess, as opposed to Infinity War, which is just, you know, some people's going to be, it's just another Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Now, I have noticed they've been putting that, they've been putting the Wakandans in those Infinity War trailers. Mm-hmm. Like, they know, because I think before they were like, when they were marking Black Panther, you remember the first Infinity War trailer came out before Black Panther did. Mm-hmm. And he had that line, you know, get get this man a shield or whatever. And at first, I felt like they were kind of like, well, hey, if you're on the fence about seeing Black Panther, you know, he is going to be in Infinity War, so you might want to see Black Panther just so you don't miss anything. But now, since Black Panther's been so successful, mm-hmm. they're now they're doing the reverse. They're like, oh, you love Black Panther? You want to see Wakanda again? Well, you can see it in two months. Right. And you then know what they, I mean? And then they released... Oh, it's the entire third act of the film. Yeah, and like, so, oh no, it plays a no. Trust me, it plays a big role. Yeah, because they would have never said that because they're trying to keep everything closely guarded a secret. But they're they're slowly. Because my my parents out. my parents want to see Infinity War now because now they're like, oh, Black Panther's in it. Yeah, we'll go see it. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom was like, why would we want to go see a movie where Wakanda gets wiped out? I was like, they're, they're bringing it back. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't think. None of the Black Panther characters are dying permanently. No, not even not even Mbaku, just because they're 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 going to save those characters for their own movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and Marvel's going to protect those characters because they know how much money they made. Mm-hmm. So they got they're like we got to be careful before, you know, whatever. I'm looking forward to Thanos bringing a planet or a moon down on someone. He could kill Wakabi though. I wouldn't care. <laughs> Well, Kyrie's probably not even going to be in there. No, he's probably he's just going to be no, sitting he, in his he's cell. He's in a Wakandan jail cell somewhere. Just chilling. I, he deserved that, though. Oh, the other thing is, so I, you know the Marvel game I play on my phone 
Contest of Champions. Yeah. So they're culminating their Infinity War event now. So mm-hmm. they split up the event quest. Part one was this month. Part two is going to be next month. At the end of this part, you see, because they do like uh, cut scenes through it. And mm-hmm. so in this cut scene, you see, like, I took a screenshot of it. It just looks so weird. Um, Thanos and Hela, and he, you know, he's dr- addressing her as like Lady Death and everything like that. And I'm just like, that just looks weird. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah, so like if you have that um, in there, like people have speculated that's what she would be doing and everything like that. I'm like, th- that plot thread doesn't really fit with how they're trying to make Thanos. Like he's trying to keep the universe from being out of balance and just like destroying everything, like having the universe destroy itself because apparently that happened on Thanos' home planet. I'm just like, I get trying to make an empathetical villain, but having a, you know, galactic tyrant isn't someone you're trying to, you know, like, have people empathize with. Like, that's like trying to empathize with Frieza. Like, that just doesn't work. So. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just, yeah. So, I mean, that's, um... Yeah, I don't play a ton of mobile games. I probably should. And I was I finally beat uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, so that's been taking up some of my free time. Mm-hmm. Um, been watch some anime, but is there are there any closing thoughts you have on Infinity War? Um, no, I'm I'm, ex- I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I am excited for it. Um, I think we should bring in my friend Alan. Uh, Honestly, this podcast would have been good for him, but the next one definitely will be because he only saw the first trailer in the superhero TV and the Super Bowl TV spot, and he has watched nothing else. He's read nothing else about it. You pretty much have to. The problem, like the problem, at least for me, is that I follow so many people that are part of like Geek Twitter and Black Geek Twitter and that kind of stuff that like I can't escape it. But he's like only on Facebook or something like that. Yeah. so he's really cut himself. You gotta off like shut it. off social media and that and uh, Inside Baseball. It's part of what I want my job to be, so yeah, it's tough. But um, yeah, so I'd really be see like his expectations for the movie, and then how he thought like they handled everything, as opposed to us who have like watched everything and see like, oh, these are our speculations. This is yeah, just to see how that differ that that differentiates itself. When are when do you do you have your tickets already? Yeah, I'm going to see it the 26th. The 26th, okay, all right. No, I mean, that'd be cool. I mean, right before final, so it's my gift to myself. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, I should be. I, I'll probably see it the first day it comes out. I'll probably see it multiple times. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm trying to think of any closing thoughts I have. I, I mentioned, for the most part, of my kill list. I feel like characters, like, they could kill off the Hulk, maybe. Yeah. They could kill, they could kill off Mark Ruffalo. I think Black Widow is going to be kept alive. Falcon, Bucky, I, I, if I, 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 I could see them, I could see them living. War Machine, I don't care. Well, so here's the thing, uh, between deaths, like, it's like, who's going to die because Thanos kills him, or who's gonna die because he snaps and half the people just disappear? Disappear. I think that, um, you know, like, unless they do the thing they did in the comics where reverse everything back 24 hours... Granted, whoever wields the gauntlet can do everything, mm-hmm. but um, it's just like, how can you justify Cap staying dead permanently? 
and you can't do that until Avengers 4. So I think anybody that dies in Avengers 3 can be brought back in Avengers 4. They just die finally in yeah, that movie. In that movie, yeah. Because I... They could kill off Cap, but in, in my in my opinion... But he's already in Avengers 4, but apparently they're like, oh, it's time travel, which means he doesn't have all the stones because yeah. time stone. Is like, in my mind, Iron Man is the one that needs to die. Yeah. If you want stakes, Iron Man is the one that needs to die. I guess he's married to Pepper now or whatever. He proposed in Homecoming. Yeah. Kill him. <laughs> kill him. No one can be happy in comics. Kill Iron... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Kill Iron Man. Um... Also, 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 everybody's making memes about Hawkeye noticeably absent from everything. And then people were, yeah, the, more Hawkeye than Ant Man. I was just like, Ant Man's in all the trailers, guys. You just can't see him. Have you seen all the? Have you seen where they take the Infinity War or the poster and, and it's make all, it all Hawkeye? Hawkeye. Yeah, Boss Logic did that. I loved it. The yeah. Russo brothers even made that like their banner <laughs> on Twitter because they're yeah. like, this is. Awesome. He's gonna be in the movie. I he he might He's be, gonna Ron- be Ronan. Ronan, think, yeah, which he like Ninja Hawkeye. Which is at that point, I was just like, yeah, I guess you want to keep you know from getting caught with the accords, but I'm like. That doesn't make any sense. Is Nick Fury in it? Uh, that That's a rumor cropped up. He's like, he may be in it. And I'm just like, that would only make sense. But granted, when the Infinity Gauntlet went down, he was just like on a helicarrier in space. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying, to th- I'm trying to think of if I missed anyone. Um, I wonder what happens to Valkyrie just because I like Tessa Thompson. Right, so... I, I feel like she should just hang out in Wakanda after... After the day, after um, they after they finally killed Thanos, right? She'd be like, I'm, "I should throw him to chill here." Yeah, just it's just me chilling here. I mean, I think the um, we're gonna have to see what he does to everybody on the ship because we've seen in one trailer like he's squeezing Thor's head, and we've seen you you know we've seen Loki handing over the thing. So obviously, there's some type of battle that takes place, but they still have to do a lot in two and a half hours. Yeah. This movie's gonna move. This movie's gonna move fast. It's gonna jump, and I feel like people. It's going to jump as much as Batman versus Superman did in its first one, and people are just. I feel like people are still gonna love it, but I I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't have that many problems with pacing. I hope it's like a few jumps here and there, but honestly, like let the movie breathe. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I agree. It definitely... I, I, I Hopefully the movie has time to breathe, you know. Again, there are certain characters that don't need to be, that don't need to be in the movie that much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Groot. I love Groot. Does not need to be in the movie that much. Like, there are certain characters... If, if Groot was grown, yeah. But teenage Groot can't really do much. I like, yeah, he's texting, yeah. I like... Yeah, I, I like Groot. He's a, he's a fun character. But, I mean... Yeah, I think we're in the same boat. Cautiously optimistic for Infinity War. You know, hopefully it's fun. And hopefully there are some stakes. Iron Man needs to die. That's about all I really... That's about all I really have. you have anything else you want to talk about before we sign off? Mm, nope. I think we covered what could possibly happen in Avengers 4. It's just, it's really, it's a big question mark. Yeah. Dragon Ball Super is over. Yeah. For now. Boo-hoo. The end was sort of predictable. Yeah. My Hero Academia is back, so that's all I care about. Yeah, My Hero... Yeah, there's a, it's, it's a pretty good season for anime right now. My Hero Academia is back. Uh, 
Tokyo Ghoul is back. One Punch Man two or One season Punch two coming just back. got you know like Attack on Titan's coming back during the summer. Um, Dragon Ball Super is getting a movie in December. Persona Five has an anime, which is a good, a good game. So I have hope for the anime as long as they don't butcher it. But um, yeah. So I think we're gonna go ahead and sign off. Yep. So um, I'm Chris. I'm Chris. This has been um, the eleventh edition of the Two Black Two Nerdy podcast. Uh, let me know. Let us know what you what you think about any of the stuff in the comments below, and we'll catch you guys next time. See you after Infinity War. See ya.